so much, so much blood. blood. <laughs> and I was like, so holy shit. What's after breakfast? What's before lunch? It's Austin, Texas. It's weird brunch. Nice. Yeah. And, well, because Haley, so what did I remember? They walked out of the woods and they were holding hands and they stopped holding hands. Like it was that, Aww. it was at that point. I have in a the distinct, 90s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you were like, she's so dumb. <laughs> she's so strong. She was. <laughs> she could carry me, me through life. Yeah. <laughs> Haley had, we were downplaying in the ditch as you do by the creek. We were prolific ditch players yeah we were where are we find us in the ditch yeah. that's that's our spot yeah. and there was a broken bottle under some like mud and Haley just Flipped. slipped on it and it slid right into her foot My big toe and I was like so much, so much blood, blood. <laughs> and I was like <laughs> so holy shit well we were at the park program the free park program at the street up the street which we weren't allowed to leave but they also had no ability to stop us from leaving mm-hmm because it was like a city program. And of course, this is exactly what they wouldn't want to happen. And I'm sure that once those counselors saw <laughs> these two. Well, also the counselors were like kids. They were like 16 yeah. to like 20, 20 yeah. at the oldest. So whatever. But seeing like just like the children that were supposed to be in their care being mart carried up the hill bloodied yeah. <laughs> by two butch lesbians. <laughs> We're probably like, I'm losing my job. Oh, no. No, my mom mom was like, did not blame the... Oh, no. No. Mom was like, like all right, we're going do. to emergency care real quick, and they just we gave you tetanus. We didn't even go to the shot. emergency no, care. No, we went to the... There was this weird like holistic healing place. Okay, same thing. I don't know why we didn't. We probably didn't go because we didn't have insurance. I don't know. Probably. And so... It was probably a favor. Yeah. So they went trade. in, but they they were still doctors. So they still did actual medical stuff. And um, I don't know. It was, it was so weird. The 90s were crazy. Yeah. They tried to give me like tea to calm me down. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so they gave me. They, so they had to pull out the piece of glass. It was like a one inch piece of glass that was shoved into my toe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, my The webbing of my toe. And I, they pulled it out and they gave me stitches. And they were dissolvable ones. And then that next weekend, I had um, a soccer clinic, a three-day soccer clinic that my mom had already paid for that she was not going to not let me go to. So we went to Academy and bought another pair of soccer cleats that were one size bigger so my mom could wrap my toe (laughs) and I could wear two different. I went. Everything was fine. (laughs) I didn't get an infection or anything. I just had to clean it consistently. Yeah. You're resilient when you're, I was like probably 10. Yeah, you bounce back. Yeah, hard. real quick. So I had a rusty nail go through my shin when Ooh. I was eight at a camp. What kind of camp? It was called Brush Ranch Camp. I'll, I'll name them. I don't give a shit. Uh, in New Mexico, mm. it was when we lived in Amarillo. So my parents just took me and my brother over there for a week while they went house hunting. Is, is someone dying outside? There's a there's some very like audible dogs around us and audible like, dogs. Audible dogs, yeah. Dot com. Dot com. I love reading next door. <laughs> <laughs> After. So here's the thing. So a couple days ago, somebody posted in our next door saying, "Hey, I hope everyone has prepared themselves for fireworks so everyone can have a good time and basically not complain about fireworks," which immediately, like, of course. And I get it. 
uh, like I have a husband who's a combat veteran and he does not do well with fireworks, but we can kind of like prepare ourselves for it. The thing that bugs me is the days leading up to and the days after we're just suddenly at two o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. like fireworks will go mm-hmm. off. That's not great because you can't prepare for that. So that post happened immediate flame war, just like, oh yeah, <laughs> immediately. Of course, the night of there was a bunch of people, but like five or six posts in the neighborhood of people being like, I can't believe the cops aren't coming by to deal with these fireworks. And then there were a group of people that were playing a drinking game. <laughs> So anytime somebody complained about the fireworks, the same like four or five people would pop in and be like, drink. (laughs) (laughs) That rule. That is very fun. Yeah. And so then that post turned into, oh, well, because the Democrats defunded APD, even though APD got more money this year than they had ever gotten in any year prior, whatever. So that all happened today or yesterday. I don't remember when some old lady posted that like here's an idea how about the day after the cops will drive around whomever has spent firework stuff in their yard they get thousand dollar fine on their door and then that that was along the phone there were like 150 well, yeah then you're just that. gonna go shoot it off at your neighbor's yeah. yard that's it's let's still, all show up to I, debbie's house everyone, and shoot yeah. them off there then yeah. ma'am we know where you live uh, yeah fuck you debbie yeah <laughs> i didn't even plan that <laughs> It was yes. been uh, interesting to yeah we got we canceled our New Year's show at the venue I work the big one that I work at it got so many so much attention on Instagram specifically usually I feel like it's Facebook where the main arguers are but for some reason this time it was Instagram and it's just at one point it had devolved into whether people thought that Jesus would get the vaccine. Stop it. Yeah. I mean, you could go and read it right now if you want to read the whole thing. But <laughs> it was the- like, Jesus wouldn't have gotten the vaccine because he's protected by God. And he, he and obviously so was, was like, not well, protected Jesus by God. would have gotten the vaccine because he wanted to be a good example. So he to the other people like it's oh just my God. It was, it's you know insane. who didn't give a shit about New Year's Eve? Jesus. Jesus yeah. That too. But it's like right around his birthday, too. So it was like, yeah, I also very much think less than 5% of the people commenting on it were even considering going to the show in the first place. You know, it's like this is just a well, you know, there there had to have been like a group of, I don't know, 50 people that were just looking for every event that was canceled (laughs) and they could just trolling like. For the coming cold. That's what a lot of people are saying about Omicron specifically. So it's fun. Okay. Well, it's, it's real good. I got my booster shot. I saw you got fucked up by it. Oh, it was so bad. I'm <laughs> And I had a bad reaction. I'm not going to say I had a bad reaction. I had a very um, effective immuno response to it. Mm-hmm. On my second shot. Dr. Haley, tell me more. (laughs) Because it was her body reacting to it and creating it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All that. I kind of thought that maybe that happened again, but mom got her booster shot and she didn't get sick. And And I didn't either when I got my booster. And I'm like, obviously, this is hereditary at this point. When I got my second shot, I started feeling achy. Like my lower back started feeling achy. And I'm like, not suspicious. That's weird. And then six hours later, I was like, I had like a 102 fever or whatever. You mean your third shot? My third shot. Yeah. It took me the whole night. I just drank a bottle of Robitussin and knocked myself out as, mm-hmm. you know. Houston? Yep. <laughs> that's as a, Houston. I was going to say that's a do. Holly Gordon <laughs> kind of recommendation. I will say I wasn't super affected by the booster, but I did get like a, after 24 hours, I got like a massive headache and felt kind of shitty. And, and fire eyes. And fire eyes. We both had we fire, had fire eyes. eyes. Oh, like itchy? No, no. just like Oh, hot, hot and kind of painful. It was like a eyes. headache behind your eyes. Yeah. 
And but you I know I I do now. Fire us. <laughs> I did what mom all the ultimate Holly Gordon Take fix. I took a, a hot bath for a very long time and I felt a lot better. I, so I'm just you know I took, medicine Holly Lamont yeah. medicine woman Holly Gordon medicine woman. woman. I took three baths. <laughs> yeah, I woke up at like I remember I woke up and it was when I felt the sickest, the mm. absolute sickest. And it was like three o'clock in the morning, and I know Brandon had gone to bed kind of late for whatever reason. And I'm like, I get up now and take a bath. It's gonna wake him up. And so I waited till five. Oh and I'm like, man, five is acceptable. I felt okay, I felt bad. Um, and it was also the idea of having to like get up sure. and turn on the water and stay and there like wait. naked and shivering until. The bath have, is ready. You, can, just, you can turn you, on the water and walk yeah, off. Yeah, you, you can do no, other things. No, that would have been. Haley <laughs> just sits in the tub <laughs> as it fills up. I around do that. Her. Yeah, I've done that before, and it's, it's less hot when you do it that it's way. It's a little depressing, though. <laughs> well, and I it also sounds don't like looking sad. at my body oh, with, in a half-filled-up tub. <laughs> well, and you're like, like sitting yeah, in that way where it's like up, just unattractive. You just get more bath time that way. That's true. Yeah, I am going to take a bath after this. That's good idea like it's cold enough in my house i you know i've got the whole bath set up too fucking candles bring me a face mask i'll take off my nail polish i have my fucking little desk bring me a face yes i have a garçon bath bomb (laughs) let's fucking do it do it now i have something to look forward to we have we have a fireplace in our house and we got to use it for the first time isn't that nice for you her fireplace is like in the middle of the living room like it's not against a wall yeah walk around like yeah 80s 70s vibe of it's very cool it's like a column yeah almost mm-hmm. it's I cool want that real bad yeah it's cool but it's does it also, do both sides no i wish like it's not a bougie house i don't anything. care anymore <laughs> suck it then we thought about do like, like setting it up that way but it would be like that's a we lot would build a whole new fireplace basically and i'm yeah. like oh, yeah not gonna happen not yet no you can use not now you can use 50s. the back for your thousand dollar art thousands yeah. of yes. dollars of art piece yeah. Which you would definitely want to hang on a warm on column the, on, on the, the back back of fire mm-hmm. that that nothing else can see unless you were sitting in a very specific spot mm-hmm. in the house. Yeah. Well, and then it's you put idea. one chair there that's just staring. Just get rid at of the it. dining room table. It's just that. Yeah. Why not? These are aesthetically pleasing decisions. Just make very the creepiest house possible. <laughs> I would love to only single chairs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Space one chair weird. in every room yes <laughs> oh god i just like old tacky stuff like maximalism is definitely i mean maximalism is back in also it so is like, what get is on it. that you know what minimalism is don't don't just say the opposite <laughs> i need <the> more detail <laughs> but it's more it's more like I can see it in your eyes <laughs> yeah. it's like lots of color it's it's lots Col- of color, color textures patterns clutter. Uh, but like organized clutter and like Mm. just i don't know i mean i guess if you think of like it's it's my mom's house i got it okay yeah like big baroque frames for no fucking reason i love that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. i love a good big old frame that ain't you need to come see my mom's house i would love to steal some frames but i do think it's a little more uh shabby shabby also cottagey but cool Mm -hmm. Uh, it kind of See, depends on how you. It's do not it. just the opposite of minimalism. No, it's not. Minimalism is also incri- like really classist and has roots in fascism. Scandinavia, goddammit. it! Yeah, isn't it IKEA? No, not necessarily. A little bit IKEA. Yeah. Was IKEA a Nazi? 
Was Mr. General and Mrs. Ikea, were they Nazis? Eric Ikea. <laughs> Gross. Damn it. But welcome to Weird Brunch. It's cold outside. It froze last night for the first time in Texas, which is nice. So, So, we're done with the sickness. We are. We are. How was um, the other side of the world? <clears throat> Older. Yeah. Significantly. Lots of cobblestone. Yeah. Lots of cobblestone. It was good. It was fun. Paris is incredibly overwhelming. Yeah. It was cool. Like you go to the, this is the thing. You know how y'all talk about the Titanic and it's like, mm-hmm. it's so many more people than you think it was. Eiffel Tower. It's so much bigger than you think it's going to be. Like it's oh. overwhelming. Did you go up? Large. No, no, no. We went at night because it's okay. cooler at night, but it's like closed at night. Like you can't go right at night. But you, I gave me vertigo looking at it because you like look. It's all you know by itself. Like there's no other tall buildings around it, and you just look up and it's like it's it's, it's very it's, big. It's a tower. Insane. It's it towers over. Well, and then we'll be in town and be like, I bet that Hyatt is like almost as tall as Eiffel Tower. And then you like look it up and you're like, no, not at all. So it you was spent, a feat of engineering, and the Parisians you see it hated everywhere it. In town too. Do you like? So since then, have you just been Googling how tall that building is? Yes. Compared like, to everything seriously. else. The Eiffel Tower is like a thousand feet tall. Okay. And you're like, Whoa. That's a mile, right? No. no. A mile is like 2,500 feet. What? Yeah. We have the technology. Mm, I don't want to know it that bad, though. How many Eiffel Towers? <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> 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 Haley from the three Eiffel Tower run. Earlier. I'm going. Like, no I'm going. One point seven five. I'm very Parisian now. I measure everything. <laughs> That's your metric system for you. No. There's not a website. Haley, Haley calculates length in Eiffel Towers and pays in cigarettes. <laughs> That's the French way. Honestly, kind not of wrong. Everyone smokes over there. Everyone smokes over there. We were in a bar. Um, like part of my work thing was like a party I had to go to, and the inside the bar they had a humidor, but it was for smoking cigarettes, not like cigars. Nice. Yes. Oh. It was very. I think it was originally for cigars. It's like a bingo sure. hall. Yeah. Tell Paris. Yeah. Like, they're like, hey, like, like, like a bingo hall. <laughs> Do you know? B-I-N-G-O? <laughs> ah. I don't... God, they would kick you uh, out. There's like 5,000 feet in a mile. Okay, so five, oh. five, Eiffel, five, five towers. Eiffel Towers. Eiffel Towers. Sure. Yeah. Okay. We need to go ahead and buy that domain. How many Eiffel Towers is it? <laughs> it's a brilliant idea. Yeah. You brilliant. can automate that fairly mm. easily. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm not, I'm not an engineer, it, so I can't. <laughs> I know some. I've taken a basic course that it would be okay. We'll get on it. I will. Yeah, I'm I, gonna go. Okay, okay bye. Bye. Nature. Well, this we is can, my 2022 you know goal. Build it as part of weirdbrunch.com. So if you type in like weird brunch slash Eiffel, Eiffel Tower, Tower miles, yeah. it'll get us a lot of hits. Yeah. I'm sure. I feel like it will. It yeah. might. If only. <laughs> From Haley. Yeah. <laughs> it's all from the same IP address. We also yeah. get some like mapping done. So like you map your run, but it's in little <laughs> Eiffel Towers <laughs> instead of like a line. I just like, because I work in like facility stuff oh. and I'd be like, well, that area is like four and a half square Eiffel Towers. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Please do it. <laughs> 
I'm just like, uh, my house is one and a quarter. Yeah. Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. Square Eiffel Tower. Square Eiffel Tower. Eiffel Tower is squared. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. That's, this is brilliant. Um, well, I'm proud of us for knowing math right you now. You know. I like to say this is a math podcast when I'm talking about it to other people. So they'll be Lots very of square interested. roots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, who, <laughs> who wants to go first? I don't want to follow that. I, mine kind of, kind of you could be been, tied into, I have been very You've been so excited. Did I tell you? I don't remember you if I told tell you me. what you it was. You just said, I'm so excited. I am so excited about my story i'll go go i'll go i'll go i'll go i'll go we twisted your arm you did um but it is i mean speaking of a startup or something fun like that and <laughs> internet related nice. Here you we know go. Here right we go. she's doing cool. the splits so, to uh, make this uh, stretch uh, i am i follow this girl on tiktok her <laughs> on her runs on her runs <laughs> on her eiffel towers like she usually <laughs> does like six or seven every morning oh um which is a lot. a lot she's showing off um she's a mile and a half y'all i don't know know. now my brain is only (laughs) yes this is it's gonna be so wormed into your brain yeah okay her tiktok handle is at reversal but the first e is a number three so r three v-e-r-s-a-l on tiktok if you want to follow her but she's been doing a series of the dumbest failed startups and oh this i is have nice. three and they're fucking spectacular because we've talked about failed start I mean, obviously everybody knows theranos mm. quibi recently dead mm-hmm. we work mm. you know it happens we work not dead though not no, dead alive still around but that dude oh what a piece of shit i hope someone's cut his hair i mean i hope someone hasn't <laughs> i hope he looks old and I disgusting hope he looks like that forever <laughs> okay so okay let's hop back to june 2014 silicon valley we have a shitload of money what are we gonna do let's invest in something so a startup called washboard launched a quarter subscription delivery service which is just what it sounds like Customers sign up and they sign up for 10 to $20 worth of quarters to be delivered to them on a monthly basis. The idea behind this is that people <laughs> never have quarters yeah. to go wash your laundry, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. The cost of the service is $14.99 for a $10 roll of They're quarters. heavy. They are <laughs> heavy or $26.99 for $20 worth of quarters, which is sent to you bi-monthly. Quarters. Quarters. Direct twice, to wait. you. Is that twice a month or every other month? Twice a month because okay. it's $27 roughly. Wait, bi-monthly can get confusing. I, I'm just trying to think of know, who man. that's. So I have a washing machine. It's not quarterly. I have a washing machine. Like, well, okay. Statement. So I have some I'm stats. To, like, this has to be city you. specific. It is very yeah. city specific because on most people surveyed Americans and roughly at this point, 80% of Americans have some form of washing machine and dryer in their household. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that includes you live in an apartment complex and there's one at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Or an in-unit one. Yeah. Like- the reaction to washboard, which is what it was called was one of great puzzlement because people are like are you fucking kidding me i can go get quarters at the bank 10 for 10 like 
ten dollars worth of quarters for ten dollars uh, i'm sorry the okay. name washboard just makes me think of like old timey do it you're like it's not yeah, yeah. future well, forward and oh, i think of like abs like i think of like oh. it's like a grinder kind <laughs> oh. of like okay adjacent see get your quarters bounce i off think of abs. like yes. a man playing a washboard with yeah a i meant a man like with a, a quarter playing his, his washboard, washboard abs. abs or like the belly dancers who can fold the quarters down have you seen that before? I don't. Find okay. Those anyways, <laughs> um, I don't either. Washboard's founders say they already have some customers, less than ten, and oh. apparently they're really cool with being mocked on social media. "Quote: I'll admit it's a little bit negative of a critique for the most part on Twitter, which is good." This, founder Caleb Brown said this is sad I think it's good I think it's a polarizing thing I'm sorry is this immigration this no, is sad. Okay. Like, he insists that it's completely valid practical and a worthwhile service because many of the young people he encounters would pay a few bucks to skip a regular trip to the bank you know the bank closes at five it's not open at night it's usually not open on the weekends I don't really agree that a bank is the only place you can get quarters because no. when I did laundry I used to just go to the bar or anywhere that had a pool table. Most or laundromats have change machines. Or a laundry. Most laundromats have change machines. Or a and credit a card reader. The yeah. further. Well, this was 2014. Okay. So mm. the further we get into nowadays, yes, you can pay by vending you machine credit have an card. App. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, just like Venmo somebody. But I just so so this is where my brain goes. Is so if you don't live somewhere where you have immediate access to your own washer and dryer that doesn't require quarters that would make me think that you are not particularly like high income with disposable money right what then would translate that you could pay $24 for $20 (laughs) (laughs) like I don't there's like a gap there that does not make any $4 gap yeah Yeah, for sure so the company was trying to follow in the footsteps of other subscription startups like Dollar Shave Club but uh, the thing about Dollar Shave Club is that you're getting kind of more bang for your buck like the razors are a little you're not cheaper. just getting buck yeah you're not <laughs> just getting not you're not just getting buck for buck. buck you're getting a product more buck for less buck yeah really washboard was popular in silicon valley's bubbly race to wash your clothes better and faster was, i cannot handle yeah. what the fuck so there was also mad. a startup called washio no. which i went to washio's website it's now called rinse it still exists but it's a like uber driver dry cleaning so they come they pick up your shit those are that just is dry cleaning now but it's you know that's also offering something instead of like here's 10 quarters now go give me some money go do your own laundry bitch (laughs) like good luck nonetheless the founders think that the service is legitimately eliminates one of laundry's most painful points, which is trying to find quarters. They also had intentions to move on to providing detergent and fabric softener. After six days in operation... Also usually available in laundromats. Yes. After six days in operation, Caleb, the founder, decided to call it quits. Um, After six days? Six days. Quote, nearly 100% of the internet thought washboard was an absolutely absurd con- concept. 
I've had a difficult time convincing people the service was even real, but we did have customers that were excited for it. I apologize to these folks, but we've decided to shut down Washboard. While I'm sad to see it go so quickly, I'm excited on focusing my energy in something ultimately more worthwhile. <laughs> Two days ago on Reddit, and I assume this is because somebody else saw the TikTok and posted it on Today I Learned. The founder of Washboard responds to the Today I Learned and he says, hey there, I'm Caleb, the founder of Washboard. I was surprised and delighted to see this on Reddit today. Washboard was only active for about six days before we shut down, but the headline is based on an old interview. We actually ended up with 41 subscribers. Mm. The cost of goods was obviously fixed and we offered free shipping, but quarters are so heavy it wasn't cheap, and that's why the place the prices were inflated. We only made about a dollar fifty profit from each customer, so around sixty dollars total. I wish he had said six quarters I know. instead of a dollar. <laughs> he measures everything. Yeah, in he quarters. does. He measures in quarters. <laughs> Eiffel towers and quarters. Yes. After Washboard shut down, a startup doing laundry services for college students bought our domain for $1,300. So we made hey, money profit. off of that. Um, it shut down because any currency for currency exchange is considered high risk for payment processors. Mm-hmm. They were using something called Stripe.com and told them that they would, Stripe was like, we're going to have to stop processing these orders. Uh, they found another one, but it was really expensive to do, and they decided to scrap the project entirely. So Caleb still exists, but Washboard Caleb does seems not. like the most genuine, like, that might be the most genuine person I've yeah. heard of from Silicon Valley. Right. Like, like hey, guys, it was me. Yep, yeah. it failed. <laughs> it was bad. I mean, I wonder, it, it also seems like an idea that you'd just be like, Hey, I'll give you 12 bucks for a roll of quarters. I just need it right now. And he was like, I can make money Money. off of that. I just don't like you were saying that they were going to do start doing detergent. Mm -hmm. What I don't get is like, why don't you like lead with a detergent service and Mm -hmm. say, hey, for an extra five dollars a month, we'll we'll give you you quarters quarters as well. And it's just like a, you know what? Haley, (laughs) start it. Started Started up. Yeah. But there is a coin shortage currently. Yeah. So let's not forget about that. Okay. But then you could charge more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a shortage, so there's an extra fee. Yeah. Um, Inflation. This one's going to make y'all so mad. Yay. I'm so excited. I'm already mad. I know. So Germany. We're not going back too far. Already furious. 2021. Germany. April. This is from an article on Smart Company. This girl, Angela Priestley. Did you know that those who menstruate need a disposable glove to remove a tampon? Neither did I. But two men from Germany have finally decided that we do. And they created the pinky glove. I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. I'm going to read you their launch post on March 18th, 2021 on their Instagram. How did pinky gloves come about and who are the founders? Question mark. Andre and Eugene met in the army in 2008. And sorry, it's it's, translated. it's from German. So yeah. you want me to read it? No. Um, then the t- uh, no. <laughs> then the two moved into a w- woman's flat. So they're living with 
a woman now, right? These two male friends. I'm sure they're like roommates, but the way yes. that it's presented, it's like, very it's, odd. It's began to live with a woman. It's yes. a reverse threes company. Yeah. Yes. Uh, when the two moved into the women's area. <laughs> I like it better. I know. Yeah. Uh, they noticed a short time that there seemed to be no good solution when it comes to disposal of tampons. Yeah, just flushing down the toilet. Eugene said, to be honest, as male roommates, we were a little bit less, let's say, amazed. Fuck off. <laughs> we then addressed this and learned that our roommates have problems with disposal of tampons. No, they don't. No. Nope. At home, especially when they're, quote, on the way, which I guess means out. The inventive spirit was awakened. The two listened even further. When they're out and about, women often don't have an opportunity, for example, at parties uh, or events or in an airplane or at school or at work, no matter where they are. They the used <laughs> tampon purse is just full of used tampons. Yeah, it's just used tampons everywhere. This is how the idea for Pinky came about. Andre quote: We had the idea with the glove and the giving positive feedback from our quote women advisory board. We made it our mission to find a solution that makes life easier for all women during the period, a safe feeling. <laughs> And at no. the same time is appealing and stylish. Why is this such like an epic? Like, I don't why know. not? Be, like, we had a roommate who kept leaving her tampons everywhere, yeah. and we as men were real gross by it. So we gave her yeah. a plastic glove to hide it in. In twenty seventeen, they decide to found pinky gloves, and the rest is history. They fully like actually launch in March twenty twenty one. They go on Germany's version of Shark Tank. It's called. The Dragon's Den or the Lion's Den. Mm. Presenting the idea on Dragon's Den, the founders then find another man who decided the pinky glove was a great idea. I'm getting a cupcake. Keep going. Okay. Can I have one? Investor Dragon Ralph Dumel. He currently has 65,000 followers on Instagram. I looked him up. He's still on the show. Backed the idea with 30,000 euros. The light bulb moment for the tampon removal glove came after the male founders spent time living with women. Like I said, there was no good solution when it comes to disposal of tampons. don't understand where the problem is. Yeah. They said their mission, yeah, was to help women with their periods, you know, since we haven't been having them for the existence of females. Not just women And have dealing with it. Um, uh, exactly. After they go on this TV show and it gets funded, Twitter blows up because everybody's fucking infuriated about this. And the really shitty part about it was that two women had gone on the show like a couple years earlier with something along the line of thinks, like it was period yeah, underwear yeah. and some type of nursing bra, and they didn't get funded at all. Ever They passed because they were like, gross, and no thank you. On top of it just being two dudes is that it's clearly like promoting – even though they didn't initially think of it because they're males, it's like period shaming people. Like this is this gross thing you have to do is removing a tampon as if 
I watched a video of a girl talking about it as if like a guy's gonna put on a glove every time he takes his dick out to pee. Yeah. Like, what is the difference here? Period blood is not gross. It's just fucking blood. And after you remove your tampon, you can wash your hands. Yeah. It's is simple. the glove like a plastic glove? Yeah. Like a single so use plastic glove. It's a glove? single yeah. use plastic glove. They kept saying it was environmentally friendly because the gloves were made with recycling. Cycled plastic. With period blood. With period blood. <laughs> they break down. They're wonderful. So The cupcake has calmed me down. <laughs> it was also more expensive because it was a tampon that came with this extra piece of plastic. And it was, you know, pink and so cute. Yeah. People were complaining about the, the pink tax, feminine marketing of it being a color and obviously it being something that we didn't need in any way shape or form and you're perpetuating this issue of males being males is it is it the concept that that yeah. you don't want to have to touch it yeah or is it that you want to be able to like you can do that too they do that in it. their example like you put on the glove, you take it out, and then you like can a do- take like a the, like yeah, a like a poopy. dog poop. Bag. Yeah, yes, it's or the like exact same idea. Toilet paper that's right next to you, like that. Or if you really were that concerned about it, you could just buy a hundred pack of plastic gloves, gloves or something for yeah. like a dollar. Also, if I'm in a situation where I'm pulling out a I need to dispose of the tampon and there's nowhere to dispose. Like I'm, I'm trying to think of when that comes up because public bathrooms, they have blood boxes. You, yeah. Usually there's, if there's a trash not a can. trash can. It's I'm going in your toilet. It. Yeah. yeah. Like that would only you. happen at a man's house. Yeah. Were there trash cans in Europe? <laughs> there were cobblestones and you buried them under there. Uh, they little, call them rubbish bins. Little <laughs> tiny rats oh, come me. out and take yeah. it away and eat no, but it. You have to pay for the public toilets though. Oh, I knew that. It's actually kind of nice, but it's also probably a barrier, which I was having this. Well, and that's the thing, too, that this whole discussion of pinky gloves also brought up was how expensive feminine hygiene costs and how like a lot of women can't afford it. Scotland is the first place to offer free women's tampons and stuff like that. So go Scotland. I just steal them from my work. I got my uterus removed. Yeah. See, there you go. Look at that. It seems a little drastic to not have to touch a tampon. <laughs> but I am saving money, bitch. But, man. <laughs> but in the long run. Yes. Um, okay. So the founders get a lot of feedback on social media because of the television appearance. And they don't intend, they didn't intend on giving the investment money back. They released a statement saying that they had, quote, not dealt adequately with the subject and that they will be, quote, rethinking the product. They also followed with a photo of themselves. They don't know how themselves. many holes a woman has. They don't. They followed with a photo of themselves in a boardroom with Ralph the shark or whatever, featuring an additional woman. Ooh. Just wow. A woman. A woman. It's that woman it was all from three the apartment. Men. Yes. Yeah. They were like, what up, bitch? Um, Can you get your secretary in? Yeah. My favorite tweet from this response it's if you go look up the hashtag pinky gloves on twitter it's delightful but it's quote how to properly dispose of a tampon one wash your hands two remove the tampon three throw the tampon in the face of one of these men (laughs) aim for the open in surprise mouth four wash your hands I loved it. Yeah. So very I'm skipping one. Yeah. <laughs> very, yeah. Same. I mean, I'm not watching before. I, yeah. No. What am I? Go- I mean, obviously you should, you should yeah. but but I'm gross. Let's think about this world. This is why we, we have in. coronavirus. Yep. It's because <laughs> fucking women my, and their period. Yeah. If only. Every, every goddamn time. time. <laughs> um, 
So a few days later, I get Corona once a month. Yeah. Yep. They post that lab in China. They didn't wash their hands <laughs> from use, getting yep, their tampons that's out. It. And then they smuggled Disgusting it away. Disgusting women. <laughs> Disgusting. Quote from the pinky gloves. <laughs> we are never going to stop with pinky gloves. We mm. weren't planning on discrediting anyone or tabooing a natural process at any point. The development of our product and communication with it was not thought out. People make mistakes and you have to deal with mistakes. You have to learn from them and you should also be given the chance to work on mistakes. Together with Ralph, we've decided that pinky gloves will be removed from the market and have taken the necessary measures accordingly. We stop all shopping and distribution activities. We apologize to anyone whose feelings and emotions have been hurt. We can relate that a lot of people are upset about this. We still welcome the fact that an important debate has begun. Where this is not something to be debated. No, where the factual and constructive debate culture will hopefully win the upper hand again. So they're saying it's not currently. What's very affecting us sustain, uh, you know, German translated, What's very affecting us sustainably is the fact that we are facing a severe wave of hate, bullying, and threats of violence upon death threats. We are being attacked and scolded in the open road. We took the criticism to heart and we understand we can't take it anymore and we're done with our forces. Please stop attacking us. This letter to families, whatever their company is called in German. (laughs) And that's it. And their Instagram account still exists, but there is nothing posted on it anymore. Because they want to they want to sit on that account because they don't want to lose it. You know, they want to have a comeback. You can't get rid of it. So that's pinky gloves. Infuriating. I don't think it warrants death threats, but we I mean, you can use a rapper like i've done yeah i've I had just, to walk out with a damn like well, uh, in oh, my done, purse yeah. like you have to do things but also and you know what never been a problem no. no and the other part about that is like people were like it shouldn't be stigmatized like if you if there isn't a trash can in there you should be able to walk out with it like wrapped, wrapped up, up and be like do you have a trash, trash can, can. Mm-hmm. and nobody should fucking bat an eye at it so <laughs> just I just don't it what? In front of- I noticed Do you, you have, don't a, have trash a trash can. <laughs> Whip it around. Can I throw this in your freezer real quick? You just throw it on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, if you don't have a trash can in your bathroom, you deserve it. It's that. like bras on the ceiling <laughs> exactly. at a shit bar. Yes, yes. Just <laughs> slap them up there. They'll stick. All right, my last one. Haley, the I'm sigh just, was so Haley's like, I've sense. done it. <laughs> it's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. It's fine. My last one. 2013 is when this company is founded. It's called Juicero. Juicero oh. is founded by a guy named Doug Evans, mm-hmm. and it launches in March 2016. It's an American company designed and manufactured by the Juicero Press, a fruit and vegetable juicer. It's a Wi-Fi connected juicer that uses proprietary single serving packets of pre-juiced fruits and vegetables that are sold exclusively by subscription through Juicero. It's a Keurig. Yes, it's like a juice Keurig, right? Juicero. 
It's oh. a Juicero. <laughs> it gets 120 million million in venture capital million? investors. Ooh. A lot of people are interested in it. The people who own Google, like ABC something. Mm-hmm. Alphabet. Alphabet, yeah. <laughs> that they invest in it. The company's juicing press is originally priced at $699 when it goes to market in March of 2016. The produce packs for the press contain high blends of fruits and vegetables, and they cost between 5 and $7. They also have a limited lifespan of about eight days because mm. it's freshly pressed mm-hmm. juice. Each pack has a QR code. When scanned, it verifies that with this... The machine verifies that it is one of their press packs because they were very afraid that what happened to Keurig with people making their own cups was going to happen to them. So this fucking thing scans the QR code when you put it in. It's like, okay, we're good. And it presses the packet and then juice comes out in a cup for you. Wow, right? It also, you know, like you can look on the app and it's like, this is how many fucking vitamins are in it or whatever. Mm-hmm. They, got they got 120,000. 120 um, million. Well, but it's 120,000 Eiffel Towers. <laughs> that is true. How many cigarettes is that? Poof. Oof. How Lord. many packs of cigarettes is 120? We could do that. Yeah. Like, roughly like $10 a, a pack. Okay. Well, Haley, don't do it. Are they? God, they're ten dollars a it. pack. Now? Oh, I think they're even more now. Yeah, that makes sense. Like Twelve. God, I'm glad I quit smoking. In January 2017, they reduced the price of the machine itself to four hundred dollars because that seven hundred dollar price tag was a lot for people, even rich people. They were like, eh, for juicy, whatever. Okay. Doug Evans compared himself. To Mm -hmm. Steve Jobs, he's the Mm -hmm. founder, obviously, Mm -hmm. in his pursuit of juicing perfection, he declared his juice press wields four tons of force, which is enough to lift two Teslas. How many Eiffel Towers is that? Well, it's two elephants. A hundredth of an Eiffel Tower. A hundredth of an Eiffel Tower. Okay, cool. Google's venture capital arm backed it. Like I said, it's the Keurig for juice. Doug, our creator, is was considered a luminary of the world in juicing. In 2002, he helped start Organic Avenue, which was a chain of juice bars. Gonna rock down to Organic Organic Avenue. Avenue. And that's it. And there's a $700 juicer. And Gwyneth Paltrow is there. Yeah. So, of course, Gwyneth loved this organic avenue thing. It's expensive and dumb. It's expensive. It's vegan. I can put it in my face. Yeah. You can smell it out of there. Juice Um, directly into your vagina. (laughs) It's a new way of drinking. You have the yoni eggs in there and just smash it all together. (laughs) Juice cinema. Shake it up a little bit. Anyway. That's kind of fun. Um, Then you get a pink glove. So <laughs> Organic Avenue gets kind of popular in New York. It gets bought out and then basically immediately they go bankrupt. But Evans has this Doug Evans has this money and he's like, I'm still very into my raw vegan food journey. And what cult is he? He was like, technology, what's that? I'm interested in this too as a rich white male. 
he talks about the prototype for when they are creating the Juicero. He says there are 400 custom parts in here. There's a scanner. There's a microprocessor. There's a wireless chip, wireless antennas. But why? Nobody knows. Hmm. In fundraising meetings, people are like blown away. He's like, it's going to be so fucking tight. But it turned out to be a little bit bulkier than what people were expecting. But hey, whatever. On April 18th, 2017 a few months after that it had gone down to $400 per machine. Juicero is the target of widespread criticism when Bloomberg News publishes a story, it's a video, of the produce packs, and it has the machine, and then it has a person just with their two hands squeezing the pack. (laughs) And the person squeezing it themselves is actually able to do it faster than the machine itself, but also... You don't need the machine in any way way because it's just a bag of fucking juice. Like the Juicero doesn't actually juice anything. The juice has been juiced. The juice is pre-juiced. It just (laughs) squeezes it into a fucking cup. So (laughs) the company is like, um, oh no, we get it, but like, you don't get the you know nutrition codes on it, no, and it'll let no. you it'll let you know if it's expired. Except on the bags, also it does have an expiration date because it has God. to. After taking apart the device, venture capitalist Ben Einstein considered to be considered the press to be an incredibly complicated piece of engineering, but that the complexity was so unnecessary, it likely arose from a lack of cost constraints during the design process because it was made by a bunch of rich white dudes who are like, rich enough to be like, I'm What if it had this? What if it had this? What if... A person close to the company said that they were obviously aware that it could be squeezed by hand, but it was more messy. Oh, no. Um, Much like your period. Yes, much like your period. They should have just given him some gloves and it would have been fine. On September 1st, 2017, the company announced that it was suspending sales of the juicer and the packets. And they offered most people full refunds. Oh, that's good. Um, if that happened. They could have kept the packets going. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It was also, the packets were also still kind of expensive. Obviously, mm, like huge. most of them around seven bucks. Mm-hmm. And one of the articles was like, you can go to an actual juice place and get like a 16 ounce juice for 10 to $12 but you're paying $7 for an eight ounce packet yeah. that you have to use a $400 and quote have to probably use. Probably another single use plastic. Yeah. And yeah. more single use cool. plastic from this dude. So this world is I want to end with this and it's from what year is this? Show me three years ago, vice found Doug and they were like, can we talk to you? And of course he did. Mm-hmm. At this point, Doug is like, um, I like, you know, took some time off and went on a journey, blah, blah, blah. And on his way to fucking Burning Man, he meets a guy who's really into raw water, which is no, just water from like a spring. It's spits in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I love raw water. I love raw water. So like that's his new thing. He hasn't monetized it yet as far as I know. But raw water is... This he, new he shouldn't be rich white dude's passion. Talking so openly about that because Nestle's going to hear that and yeah. be like, "So let me." Nestle so loves near the end it. of this interview, the vice person is like, "Well, let me ask you about this." Kleiner Perkins, we had Campbell's soup. 
Why do you think people are wrong when they say Juicero is the embodiment of Silicon Valley excess? Because they, 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 they really don't understand um, what the mission was and the facts and how any new technology starts off expensive and then as you innovate and you iterate, prices come down um, uh, over time. So they just got stuck on a narrative. What do you think the media got wrong about Juicero? Everything. They, they just had no clue. Tell me more. I, I mean, I'm, I, it, it's not even worth my mm -hmm, breath. Mm -hmm. I'm done. I'm not going to talk what about it. What did they misunderstand about Everything. Mm -hmm. Well, like I, William, William, I'm done. Next. You're not going to tell the no, media? No, no. We're, we're, we're done with Juicero. No Juicero. No more Juicero. I'm going to count to three, and I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk away. Okay, Dad. Yep. Okay. And that was. Just, he's he's a very obviously very delusional. Yeah. Rich white dude, and he looks exactly like the way he, he sounds. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. he's just so sandals, sandals, like rich as fuck, and just horrible. So, anyways, those are my three fun startups, and I hope y'all enjoyed them. Angry now. Yeah. Yeah. Anger and do. The first one was funny. It's like, oh, the guy tried the thing, and he's like, oh, this guy. And he dumb. seemed sweet. Yeah. yeah. And then the darkness came. Uh -huh. <laughs> the other two are of periods stories. and juice. Oh my god. I just don't like. Everyone wants to be Steve Jobs, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Just, but not everybody's got Apple. <laughs> like, it's, like no. admit that to yourself. Not everybody's got Apple. These people are walking the streets and Elizabeth Holmes is going to jail. All she did was girl boss too hard. Is she going to go to jail? I, I don't I know. I think she'll she, get out. I think she'll get out too. I don't know. I have conflicting feelings about that. Not really. I think she should go to jail. I mean, most I don't of think them. she should go to I jail. Think, I think based on, yeah. I think what well, has not happened look, if to I could other swindle, dudes who are worse mm -hmm. more like that because it's like health related like if she just created a juice <laughs> a juicer mm -hmm. i'd be like oh she just she just pulled the rug over and a bunch of people put your blood in and it tells oh, you what kind of juice, juice you, should you drink. can use period blood yeah. uh, instead of pricking your elizabeth finger. give us a call bitch yeah, we got we you got you i would love it mm -hmm. and i'd be terrified uh -huh. i don't want to i did talk almost to her. wear a turtleneck today dang Oh, I would talk to. I would talk I to would. her. I'd be afraid to talk. Like I, I don't know. She and seems kind of like soul steely. Yeah, you know. And her eyes. She got cult leader eyes. She yeah. does. Are just too. Open. That's the other thing. Is like I would talk to her, and then I'd end up writing her a check for yeah, a thousand like, dollars. That is a yeah, great she idea. A fortune That's the for thing me. is, she's not going to talk to you because you have nothing that she can that you can give her that would serve my her soul. Kind of way. Mm -hmm. But she's got some my blood. Yeah, yeah. I'm O positive. She's Lots of flexibility no with this blood. Oh, Brad. I don't mind doing my next. I okay. don't mind it either. <laughs> On the 16th of November, 2010, Hollywood publicist Ronnie Chasen was driving home through Beverly Hills from after attending the premiere of the movie Burlesque. Um, her client, Diane Warren, had a song in the movie called You Haven't Seen the Last of Me, and Ronnie had spent the evening doing her job, which was schmoozing with other industry bigwigs, Hyping up the picture and her client to begin um, to get her on the radar for award season. Yeah, Oscar winner Diane Warren, yep. right? Uh -huh. yep. Yes. So Ronnie had gotten her start as a publicist when her brother, film director Larry Cohen, who directed The Stuff, if you've never seen that. I love yep. The Stuff. So a lot of B-horror movie stuff. Anyways, her brother, she he hired her to work 
as his publicist for the 1973 blaxploitation film Hell Up in Harlem. G and her brother, and obviously the rest of her family, were from New York, growing up in the Bronx. Her born her given name was Veronica Cohen, which I think is a really awesome name, <laughs> but she changed it when she moved to L.A. in the early 1970s to pursue an acting career. And she chose the last name Chasen um, after the, at the time, famous West Hollywood restaurant. So it was kind of like mm-hmm. enough of a connection with something famous that, you know, maybe, but not like, I don't think, Overtly. Pe- yeah, like, I don't know if people go and like change their names to something like Veronica Eiffel Tower. Yeah, exactly. Yes. They're like, oh my God, of the famous Eiffel Tower mm-hmm. restaurant. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the base of the Eiffel Tower. So acting didn't work out, but after her initial work with her brother, she found that she actually had a really true talent for PR. Um, She was described as relentless, charming, and a brassy woman who knew everyone. And she created her own firm called Chasen and Co. I never know what the Co, like... Company. Yeah, but like who? Because you could, I could be like Haley and Co. Yeah, and it'd just course. be me. It it'd be me and my cats. Either way. In her long career, which was almost 40 years long, she led the Oscar campaign for the 1989 film Driving Miss Daisy, which won... Um, she also represented Michael Douglas, Hans Zimmer, a bunch of other celebrities. She actually coached John Travolta in his early interviews when he started to get famous from being on Taking Back Card, um, Welcome Back Carter. Taking Back Sunday Carter. Yeah. Carter. Like an emo mm-hmm. 70s like disco crossover. I would watch the I would, shit I would out totally of watch yes, the show. Yeah. And then more recently in that time frame, um, Jason had worked on Oscar campaigns for the films The Hurt Locker, Slumdog Millionaire, and No Country for All Men, who in 2008, 2009, and 2010 had all won mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. Best Picture Oscar. So she is incredibly good at her job. By that year, 2010, Ronnie had helped secure about 150 Oscar nominations collectively for her clients and about 60 Grammy nominations for her music clients. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. I've got questions. <laughs> yeah, what's up? So I thought that like Oscar nomination, just in general, award nominations come from a group of people that see screeners and go, that's good. But it has to come like, so she's like kind of lobbying. Yeah. So a publicist, like a public, come see the movie. My client's great. Like that kind of shit. Or like, hey, go do this interview because it's good. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know it impacted. Yeah, because it's getting it's getting your client in front of the right people or the right audience mm-hmm. to to have a good impression, and then it kind of goes from there, okay. or a movie or whatever. It does sound like lobbying. It is. Yeah, yeah. it very much is. It's sales. It's sales and lobbying and all of those kinds of things. It's a very difficult it job really to do. It takes a lot of magic out for yeah. me. Well, because like when you think of like because a publicist is also like who gets you on like TV shows, yeah. who right. gets you interviews, and then they are also the ones who like have to deal with fallout whether that be right. something you've done or if something on the business end falls through they're the ones who then have to go like advocate for you to try to get back it's very difficult so she did so if you don't have a publicist you can't win an award no probably oh. not oh, probably not <laughs> no. unless you're like doing a documentary or s- I, those well, people probably have publicists and you also, too, though. yeah you also have yeah. to think that there's like the obvious thing like best picture best actor but there's also like the awards that you don't think about best actor right, like in a short like film technical comedy. stuff mm-hmm. and so th- those are even important that I think maybe might be a little bit easier because there's less competition. It's like local races versus national races, you know? It's easier to get elected to your school board than it is to get elected president, I think. Personally, haven't tried. It depends on the school board, probably. Yeah. I don't think they'd let me on a school board. No, they don't let you close to schools. <laughs> you many, many those, reasons. Yeah. Mm, okay. Anyways, 
We uh, know how you feel about children. We've gone through this. And, but the thing is, the way you say it, it makes me feel like I feel a certain way about children, and it's the opposite. <laughs> no, <of that>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you I, don't want to touch no, them I want in them any way. Away yes. from me. Yes. <clears throat> okay, so now Ronnie, she's driving down Sunset Boulevard in Beverly Hills, and she stopped at a red light, and it's about 1.30 in the morning, so she's at Sunset and Whittier, which is like in the middle of Beverly Hills. It's like a less than a mile from the Beverly Hills Hotel. And suddenly, four shots are fired into her stationary vehicle vehicle from the passenger side. Two bullets hit Ronnie in the chest. One hits her in the right arm, and the fourth hits her in the shoulder. And it gets in, it hits her in the heart. The 64-year-old managed to guide her car a quarter of a mile further down the road until it crashes into a light pole and the airbags deploy. And so police show up almost immediately. Like, gunshots in Beverly Hills is not... That doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And so the cops were there very, very quickly. And then Ronnie was found crumpled against the deflated airbag, dying, gasping, still alive, but dying, taken to Cedar sinai by 1.15. She's pronounced dead. Mm -hmm. Police immediately start the investigation because that's what police should be doing. They note that there's no shell casings or rounds or weapons or anything left at the scene. It was also noted that the shooting was done execution style and that how do they say this she was at a stoplight she was she was um, at a stoplight turning left crossing traffic Weird. so if she's in the left-hand lane the she's in like the middle of the yeah so if you're you're crossing traffic yeah. at a light so the shooter would have been on the right side on the passenger side mm-hmm. where more more lanes would be right there was no struggle or anything and the gunman would have potentially been an expert marksman I saw this mentioned in a couple places, but it never, like, what does that mean? And why did American Sniper come out? (laughs) Um, I think a couple years after that. Did that that win? Was this, like, it was like method acting. Oh, (laughs) Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper Cooper shooting people. Jesus, Um, that's dark. Got her. Well, they say, I feel like I see a lot of true crime stuff. They're like, oh, they must have been very good with a gun or an expert marksman. And I, is it because they hit the body with all four shots? Right. But if you're in a car and you're that close, that close, yeah. like whatever. Anyways, that's noted. Other forensic ev- and evidence indicated that Ronnie um, would have been shot from like a higher angle. So maybe a truck or an SUV pulled up next to her. In the coming days of the eth- investigation, the police had a hard time kind of determining motive. The first thought was a robbery gone wrong, but Ronnie's Prada purse was literally like in the, on her easily and it was just there and nothing was taken from it and the person like it was just there the next thought was you know it's it's la it's it's kind of the seedy underbelly it's It's initiation shit no more so like a murder for hire Mm. um situation um and according to the hollywood reporter rumors spread of dark links to gambling debts and deals and shady film finance and like art theft and all this kind of stuff absolutely nothing came from that everyone liked ronnie and though she was someone who had been described as honest and always spoke her mind and maybe she was sometimes brass she had no noted enemies she was single she had no kids and her will was pretty much pretty much left everything to her, one of her nieces. Nobody could find an enemy for this woman. Everybody loved her. And she also wasn't so much of a Hollywood bigwig that she would need to be taken out, you know, right. for other mm-hmm. people to come up. She was, you know, pretty successful but pretty mid-range behind the lines yeah Yeah. like she made she made good money she had like her whole estate was like 6.1 million dollars but when you think about like hollywood that's not 
that ain't an shit. absurd yeah, amount right. of money by any means so she <laughs> i will say so she left the majority of her fortune after taxes and she donated a bunch to charity and all that kind of stuff to her niece but it's important to notice that she had another niece who she gave ten dollars to <gasps> and noticed and noticed and noted that um it was intentionally and with full knowledge of the consequences that's what it said in her lease in her um Ooh, in, in her, her will, will. yeah damn yeah. she had one bad niece apparently ultimately she had a successful Sorry. career she wasn't a threat to anyone so it was really hard for anybody to come up with like a really real motive for this really soon after her murder like within the same week they featured it on america's most wanted and from that airing a tip came through to the beverly hills police department about a man named harold smith who was an ex-con who had supposedly implicated that he had murdered ronnie as a hit this came in from one of his like neighbors in the what they call it a flop house but it's a low income mm-hmm. apartment that he was living at or he had actually just recently gotten kicked out of because he couldn't pay rent because he didn't have any money smith who acquaintance has had said boasted of killing ronnie chasen for money was a convicted two strikes felon with a long criminal history smith was 43 and had most recently been um, released from prison in 2007 after a robbery convi- conviction made it to this apartment complex about 2009 and pretty much constantly told neighbors that he would do anything to not return to prison like there's no way he would ever go back to prison mostly because like third strike um, felony laws are pretty fucking harsh mm-hmm. yeah he would never get out no he wouldn't like it they in every article i read they mentioned how often he would talk about how he would never go back to prison and i'm like did he really talk about it that much or did you just like make this part of the story right on december in december of 2010 just two weeks after ronnie's murder the beverly hills police detectives who had been surveilling this guy after they got the tip in had a search warrant and they approached smith in the lobby of his apartment complex told him to like take his hands out of his pockets and say that they were there to talk about Jason's killing and Smith pulls out a gun from one of his pockets and shoots himself in the head and kills himself. Oh fuck. I ain't yeah. going back. Yeah. Yeah. Unrelated, but related. Okay. I'm scared of I got mom eyes. When do like Oscar noms get announced? Like right after December? Yeah, I think so. So right? like you're doing a lot of your publicist work. Do you, do you think she faked it to get more nominated? She was trying no. to get Alice in Wonderland nominated for something. Oh, the see, 2010 one. I think, yeah, I think maybe somebody job. was like, and this is obviously not the case, but I would write this film where they were like, ma'am, we hired you because the last three years you've been knocking it out of the park. What the fuck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. But okay. No, that's fine. <laughs> just daydreaming okay it's fine um it's a conversational podcast and i'm glad that you you're yeah. contributing to that for sure okay yeah yep. smith um shoots himself in the head immediately when he's he no they didn't have a chance to like ask him a question he just shot himself in the head and killed himself in the the lobby of this apartment complex well he's guilty you know so in like two weeks after that um bpd bhpd had a press conference in which they announced the firearm that was used to commit suicide in harold on harold martin smith by harold martin smith was the same firearm that was used to kill ronnie chasen they believe that smith acted alone reporters expressed doubts that it was possible that a quote ex-convict with a record for robbery who made his main mode of transport was known to be a bicycle could have acted alone in this situation and asked several questions regarding motive and methods that went unanswered. However, uh, the Beverly Hills Police Department stood by unwavering in their conclusion and completely closed the case following July with the conclusion that um, Smith had 
shot and killed Ronnie in a robbery attempt gone wrong. Fucking lazy cops. No, he was paid by someone who wasn't going to get an Oscar nomination. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can write this. I'm going okay, to. You, it's I hope you Dan. read it very indignantly the entire time. <laughs> Everything's going to have an exclamation mark. Well, she was also like... I will say the the premiere she was coming from was like burlesque. I don't know if that's a high note that I felt like I was going I mean, out on. You can't. They can't all be winners. They can't. They no. can be fun though. Is like burlesque a chair. fun? Didn't see it. Mm, I never saw. I it I think either. I saw it, but it just made zero impression because, on like, me. The older I get, the more curious I am about it. Like it's like a fever <laughs> like dream. Like the way that you, when the older you get, you get more curious about like maybe I should get into stocks. Yeah. But like I don't I don't want to really actually about go it. down that road. What like, is an IRA? Yeah. <laughs> it has share, lover, and Christina like Aguilera. Christina who is a bitch, but I'm interested. Yeah. It was so. just too close to Chicago for me to give a shit. I feel like there was yeah. several stage show yeah. kind well, of and, things. And, you know, obviously Christina was still riding that initial high of Lady Marmalade. Mm-hmm. No, this is way after that. It is, but like, it's that's 2010. Where Lady get, Marmalade was like long, 2002. Think how long it takes, though, to get a movie made. Years. Christina Aguilera wrote Burlesque. <laughs> what if she did? She invented um, Burlesque. But was she's there a remake been that of Cabaret kind. around that time, too? Did they do it? I mean, Moulin Rouge. That's was also, also earlier yes, 2010s, though. This is the thing. Burlesque feels too late. Yeah, it does. Like, it it feels like it feels like maybe they started it thinking started about early, it in 2005, and then it didn't get made until late. And Cher was like not interested in it. Then she's like, whatever, I'll do it. And How then, much money? So, okay. anyway, that's the real tragedy here, right? <sighs> okay. So a lot of people thought that the collusion was hasty and probably wrong. Take into account that Beverly Hills Police Department has basically had no homicides ever yeah. they never deal with it they had had five homicides in like the 10 years leading up to ronnie's murder and since then they basically i think the last article i read that they mentioned it they hadn't had any between her death in like 2018 so this is not something that they deal with and they also did not call for any outside help from like the la police department who probably is pretty well versed in LA homicides knows about murder anything like that a few years later the beverly hills police department released a 200 page document about the report the reason why this was released was because a filmmaker wanted to do a documentary about it and they found like a loophole on how that they've shared their information before means that they had to keep sharing it i don't it was Hmm. kind of complicated so they released this 200 page report on the murder and it shows that one there was no conclusive evidence that the gun was the same none they just like no it was something like a 60% match, which is an F to me. Yeah. That's not enough. I mean, a D, but... And there was just a note that was made that was made that says the bullets could have been from the same gun. Fucking cops. And they did find four shell casings on Smith's person after he had killed himself. And there were no, there were exactly four shell casings missing from the scene of the crime as far as they know. So that was a connection, but this movie is writing itself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think there might already be a movie or something. I don't know. I haven't seen it. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Also, there can be multiple. So they got, she got, mine's going to win an Oscar. Yeah. Well, who's going to, or I'm going to kill somebody (laughs) and so the other thing that was noted there there was no there was no fingerprints collected from the passenger side of ronnie's bmw there was just like a complete lack of 
evidence like show. didn't even think about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mad. the main thing that they besides like your kind of i guess your basic police reporting they did go through all of her emails and text messages and the kind of like digital that forensics. was just them being nosy yeah, yeah I <laughs> so no fingerprints they couldn't the the whole and the whole entire time that beverly hills police department were like pressed on this like whole gun thing they're like no it's like an absolute they kept saying it's like an absolute match we're like, done like it this is the literally smoking gun for this like we're done because they got paid off mm-hmm. by the same actor who <laughs> did not get that i'm off. not saying it might rhyme with shmani schmep that's i already said his full ass name okay. okay this is all we alleged. can edit this is out. jocular this mm-hmm. is joking mm-hmm. this is a comedy podcast comedy anyways so harold's and like practically looking at this harold smith was a black man that would have been riding mm. his bicycle at 1 30 in the morning in beverly hills there's no camera footage from the immediate area no camera footage in beverly hill where like one of the houses like directly adjacent to the murder scene sold for 25 million dollars the year before at no point did i consider that he would be a black man you know what that's anti-racism i'm really proud of you my mind is kind of blown (laughs) and thank you yeah no wrong (laughs) anyways there's no camera footage in the immediate area nor is there any cctv or security footage in the surrounding area where he would have to travel to make the seven mile bike ride a 45 minute bike ride back to his apartment showing that he was anywhere near the crime scene a retired la homicide detective testifies on stuff made this quote where he said there has to be some security cameras in that neighborhood that would have caught him he says i mean beverly hills give me a break you have a black man supposedly on his bike in the middle of the night he'd be stopped 15 times mm-hmm. he wouldn't have stood he would have stood out like a sore thump with the police investigation firmly closed and a lack of other suspects the memories of ronnie chase are what her friends cherish but feel that more should have been done. One of her friends said, nobody asked hard questions. She'd be surprised that there hadn't been more curiosity. She spent her life supporting a community of imagination, and there's just been so little imagination here. So that's Ron and Kaysen. Oh, shit. I thought that's... there was going to be like a, this is what happened. Nope. <gasps> there will be in my movie. Nope. So the Beverly Hills Police Department got a new chief of police like 2013, 2014, and they're consistently asked about this case. And they're and just like, no, never gonna we're not going to reopen it. it. It's already solved. We're, we're not going to do anything about it. And then a man killed himself. Yeah. That's the thing is like, that's the admission of guilt. Right. But it's also somebody but who was men- like mentally unstable. No. Ex-con yeah, who was terrified. Well, and, and you were saying like, was gonna go every back. single and thing also, he said was like, I'm not going back. I'm not going because back. Because here's the thing. Back. Even if you come, if I'm an ex-con who has done crimes and probably has done crimes since I've gotten out of prison, even if you're coming to talk to me about a murder I didn't commit, that does not mean you are not going to get me on something else mm-hmm. to hold me and then that charge will go through and then right. I'm in present for and the rest of my life. Fucked. Well, also, it, whatever it is, I can tell I'm the scapegoat. Like, yeah. if any at any point, more than one cop comes to me looking for me, yeah. that's my, you know. And he's still the scapegoat. You know, he killed himself. He just doesn't have to deal with it. Are there any conspiracy theories? I've got a few. <laughs> I'm we so know yours. I mean, uh, just that it was Beverly Hills Police Department wanted to close the case. and Right. Yeah. Other than that. Yeah. Like who actually wanted to have her killed? I mean, every once in a while, it, it's vaguely stated like what I was saying before, um, like gambling debts. Right. She had, so she lived in a nice house and she had a pretty big art collection, but a lot of the art was loner art. And some people tried to tie it back to like, oh, she really wasn't as rich as she was like putting off. And it's like, Mm. no, I think you get to a certain point where you're so rich that you're like, okay, I can't afford $10 million worth of art, but the, I can rent it and it still be 
really expensive. Yeah, also, you know? her job is to schmooze. Yeah. yeah. So, like... Be impressive. And people... I mean, an, an article comes out every year about their friends and family being, like, upset that they don't think it's solved. Sorry, Ronnie. What I a mean, bummer. Yeah. Well... Um, you want to tell your fun one? Yeah. 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 Uh, on mine didn't up. happen in the 2000s at all. Okay. We are going to be in Almondsbury. It's a village that's eight miles north of Bristol. That's where our story starts out. It's the Thursday before Easter in 1817. What am I wearing? Same day. Yeah. Is it? Sure. So Thursday before Easter, 1817, this little village is just inundated with this what the fuck situation because a woman appears in their village and she has nothing more than a few coins and soap. So she wanders in and she... She was using that washboard service. Mm-hmm. Yep. She was. She, she got her quarters. She got her detergent. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. She's got a dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she does. So she starts knocking on doors. And when people are answering, she's like speaking this language that they're like, ma'am, what are you saying? You know, she starts saying caribou. And pointing to herself. She eventually, she explains via a translator, we'll meet him in a minute, that her white ass was an Indonesian, was Indonesian royalty and had been captured by pirates. She had jumped overboard and washed ashore near Bristol and then wandered into Almondsbury. No one knows what's going on with this woman and she's in a shawl and a turban and she doesn't have language that makes sense so again when the only thing they know is her name is caribou and then she was also saying uh, they also were able to pick apart the word nanas which is indonesian for pineapple which i like oh yeah because it's not bananas yeah it's nanas so the village cobbler is he's the one that takes her to the overseer of the poor i the 1800s were crazy Mm -hmm. i mean we don't have one of those now No, but we kind of do. Um, So his job, and this is Mr. Hill, his job was to bring vagrants and beggars before the court to then see if they need to go to prison or work camp, you know. So basically, he was like, I don't, is she a beggar? I can't fucking tell. I don't know what she's she's saying. a princess or whatever. So then he takes her to the town clerk, Mr. Worrell, who happened to have a Greek butler and the Greek butler was like, I don't know what the fuck she's saying either, dude. Right. I don't know. We've just... only got two languages yeah. between us. Yeah. At, neither of at them. this point, they hadn't figured out it was Indonesian yet. Correct. Okay. So they're just like, you you do something funny. Do they sound funny like you do? And they're like, nope. And they're like, yeah. Next. Okay. Yes. 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 That's, you know, process of elimination. I can't think of a better way to do it. Sure. So Almondsbury as a village is like, we give up and they take her to Bristol. It seems um, like a Bristol problem, not an Almondsbury problem. It's true. We only have a Greek. <laughs> He's on thin ice. Yeah. So <laughs> he might oh, not have a job in a minute. So the mayor of Bristol takes a gander and he's like, I, t- I don't know. And then Manuel Nesso. I Nesso? I Nesso. Okay. He is a Portuguese sailor and he enters the chat. So he recognizes <laughs> the language and he's like, this is Indonesian. And he's going to translate exactly what the fuck. For all of y'all. Inessa says she's not a beggar or a hobo, vagrant. She's 
Princess Caribou from Javasu, and she was captured by pirates, and she barely escaped. So that's where that story comes. Mm-hmm. Bristol, they're like, oh, um, sure, we, you know what? We'll buy that. It's the 19th century. Mm-hmm. Pirates. I, I mean, I can't prove you wrong. Yeah. yeah. We're a port city. I don't know. And so then Mr. Worrell tells her to record her exotic script her handwriting and then he sends that to oxford so she could write mm-hmm. and she wrote with like it looks a little bit like hieroglyphics mm. like it's it's there's pictures so Ineso it becomes her kind of informal translator and she's just the sensation of southwest england what like else do they have going on at that time exactly like thank you this is like a lady gaga like oh who is she yeah. what is she we she like came her. out in like an alien egg yes yes the picture of her at the top of the thing is (laughs) is her like grabbing her own titty and i'm like that's the gaga move of the early 1800s so for over two months the english were treating her like a foreign dignitary Uh, she would do indonesian dances for all of the magistrates she prayed to a god named alitala she sat for a portrait uh, and then the city of Bath threw her a ball. Like, everyone oh, is yeah. like... They didn't run her a bath, though, did no, they? No. But she could just walk into one. It's mm. Bath. That's mm. the point. The whole city. It's just <laughs> a warm... <laughs> and then she was like, it was a big scandal when she skinny dipped in a lake. <laughs> Called the cops. And then she also, like, she had some strange habits. She only ate vegetables. She only drank tea. She shot arrows. And she fenced with a sword that the tip was dipped in poison that's very cool i she know very cool yes and then scholars are coming through we've got reporters coming through and her story gets printed all over like everyone is like princess caribou who is she what is she um and eventually because these reports are going out this is what gets her busted so in june 1817 a landlady named Mrs. Neal sees one of these stories and is like, nah, bitch. Because she had rented a room to the woman months earlier when she was on a pirate ship. She was at Mrs. Neal's. She was at Airbnb. <laughs> that looked like a pirate ship. Oh, pay, pay extra, extra for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a $150 cleaning fee yes. for staying for two nights. Yes. What a rip. So the landlady remembers this because this bitch always loved turbans and made up weird a weird language. Her name's Mary Baker. She's just very creative, and I don't think she should be punished for that. A hundred percent. So Mrs. Neal confronts Baker, who now speaks perfect English all of a sudden, and she confesses and then also says that Inesso has her accomplice. So then Oxford comes back saying, like, this was a, quote, humbug language because they had taken her handwriting and, like, they were like, this is humbug. Hmm. This is a humbug. Is that like saying, like, God swallow up? Like, it's just. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah. Like, bah humbug. Uh, mm, uh, mm. Bullshit. It's not like pig Latin. Yeah. The whole time she's like, alihe. It's like, okay. What? Yeah. What's what is this, this language? <laughs> and then there's also no island named Java Soup. So then the Exeter paper runs the tale of Caribou. So did she look like a white lady? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see. 
I mean, in the, yeah, there's a painting of her, mm-hmm. the holding the tip mm-hmm. painting. She yeah, does look white. But I mean, also, I feel like they probably wouldn't have painted her correctly if she wasn't white. So an Exeter paper publishes the tale of the princess caribou, the quote, the wonderful female who has outwitted the doctor, puzzled the learned, and astonished the multitude, turns out to be a vile imposter, a vagrant wanderer, and daughter of a poor cottager. Another paper wrote an ode to the fraudster, I admired thy caribou, such self-possession at command, the by-play great, the illusion grand, in truth, t'was everything but true. So she clearly had made this up, and in reality, she's the daughter of a cobbler. Now, um, Haley, you said she shouldn't be punished for this. No, and she, she wasn't. Good. They were Amazing. not. They were mad. really I mean, embarrassed. This is years right? of entertainment for them. It's months, probably months. Yeah. Months of entertainment for them, and then like the scandal makes it that much more entertaining. And it's probably just it's, like rich people giving her things. So yeah. it's like whatever. Right. This losing? is like TMZ for the. This 1800s. is Caroline Conley. This is yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Or no. Uh. Or the. No. 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 Not Caroline. Swan. What's her name? The Swan. The girl who pretended to be like a Russian yeah. whatever yeah. in yeah. New York. So yeah, they're not pissed. As a matter of fact, they help raise money to get her to Philadelphia. She was probably just a fun time. And they're like, well, that, you didn't yeah. have to lie about like you would have just been fun. Yeah, just yeah. be. No, they wouldn't have let her in if she no, was a poor. Uh, no, mm. you're right. But still. So then when she gets to Philadelphia, Americans are like, oh, we love you. We are so excited Fuck you're here. The Tell us everything. Yeah. And then in 1824, she goes back to England. She tries to launch an acting career. That fizzles. Mm. And then uh, she marries and launches a new career selling leeches to a local hospital. <laughs> Uh, well, you got to get your leeches I somewhere. Yeah. yeah, you got to get your special do. glove. Product market yeah. fit. Pink leeches. Pink All leeches. of the people in Whitney's story. Yes. Yeah. Not doing if, this. Yeah. If it's blood, just get it out faster. Shove some leeches up there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> so I I did. I do want to say this, and I forgot. But um, one of the stories that she would tell the Americans was um, she claimed that she met Napoleon when a storm blew her ship off course to St. Helena, where the former emperor lived in exile. Exiled. Yeah. So she also carries on her career as a, quote, importer of leeches with, quote, much judgment and nobility. Why? Why? Why did she do all of this, though? She's bored. I might go do it. I. <laughs> it sounds fun that's why i wanted to do i'm not sure you can i mean you'd have to get way more creative than that to do it nowadays because people will know what language you speak i mean i I could okay so uh one it's pretty easy to believe the pirate ship stuff in the early 19th century because bristol specifically was you know it was a port that was welcoming ships from all over. That part was like easy enough to believe that it was a shoe in, but then she never, she never told, explained why. <laughs> she, like why she was on a pirate yeah. ship? Or she never explained why she made up this story. She was just I don't like, think she needs think, to have a reason. No, I think she wanted to have a different life and she was like, I'm going to do something wild yeah. and it worked. Yeah. Well, like that 
landlady was like, oh, she always was a weirdo, like yeah. a goof. A goof. I hate, I hate that word. CJ's I know, I was going to say. Mm. So had she, it is lucky that she, and maybe this was planned as well, that she went to a place like Almondsbury because had she walked into like a less trusting village mm. at the time, it definitely would have been like, this bitch needs to be in prison yeah. or worse or like a work camp or whatever in the end even though she was an imposter she did put almondsbury on the map now we all know almondsbury does. i'm um, constantly looking for direct flights to almondsbury yeah. we're getting one we're getting one we're in getting getting one in um february nice. 2047 nice. i love that yeah. i'll definitely be alive yeah. but yeah and it also showed compassion that these villagers had of like we believe you oh you fucked us still pretty cool i, I, yeah, I just don't You're know how evil. much they really did they she really fucked them that bad there was like a lot of money thrown at them yeah but it was people who like had the money had to money. do it yeah she wasn't like swindling like poor people or no anything like that. and yeah. i don't think she was purposefully swindling i think she was she just, just kind of like yeah she's just living yeah. like she lied to herself enough hog. to like believe the lie yeah but like, then she had a little guy that was like you know just a little guy that was complicit with her i bet they hooked up oh yeah absolutely no strictly business relationship yeah i talk i talk about a humbug you translate we get free i don't know pastries oh. yes yeah. an engine and almondsbury pastry mm. uh, the finest i know mm-hmm. but yeah never uh never had a shared a motive or anything just did it like a little improviser she just <laughs> she was the yes and yeah. way too far herself yeah too far yes I'm proud of her. I'm not mad at her. No. I'm, she, she's been the only person I like that I haven't been mad right. at pretty much in this whole It podcast. also looks like there is a movie made about it. Who is it? Who played her? Phoebe Cates. Wait, oh. who's that? Show me a picture of Phoebe Cates. Phoebe Cates. Uh, what? Or not what? How to marry The one who takes her top R- off. Fast Times. Fast Times. Oh. Who is married to Kevin Klein? Oh. Why do you know so much about these people? I love Kevin Klein. Oh, okay. And I just also think their relationship is very odd because she got married to him, had kids, and just like completely stopped acting, basically, because she didn't feel like doing it anymore. Mm. But also, because at first I was like... They let fucking Phoebe Cates play this woman who's like clearly not, you know, they're whitewashing. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, oh. She, <laughs> she was she a was, white. She, she was, was the wash. <laughs> yeah, she's the washer. Yeah. But uh, yeah. oh, you looked it up early on. Yeah. I just wanted to see, see that, yeah. what she looked like. And yeah. I was like, Phoebe Cates. She looked uh, white. But also like in the 1800s, how do you know? Yeah, you, like you don't. I've never been to no. Indonesia. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know what language it was just by hearing it. I wouldn't There's know no what the, the the typically pigmentation is different. Yeah. Like, right, that's true. Why like, would I know how that? How many people are you seeing? Yeah, what books are you not able to read? Right, <laughs> that's just yeah. pictures. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't seem right to me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, cool. Princess Caribou. Good for And her. John Lithgow's in it. Oh, I kind of really? like want to watch this movie. It's on Tubi. Oh, good. So it's free. Oh. I watched a lot of horror movies on Tubi in October. Yeah. Oh, and Kevin Klein is in it, of course. Oh, is that how they met? <gasps> they. Oh, my God. If Kevin Wee. Klein how and you not Phoebe know Kate's this met as such a big Klein Car- head. <laughs> Am I going to make you? Are you going to cry? <laughs> um, like, yeah. That's it. That's yeah. all I got. 
We've been talking for a while. Have Haley. we? I feel like this was a quicker one. I feel like my yeah. story was a quicker one than it was the time before. Maybe that's why. I want to know so much more. There's it, like there's more, but all of it's like kind of dead ends. Like you, there's a I think a Hollywood Reporter article that I read a lot of, and they interview the person who called the tip line for um, about the dude about Smith and mm-hmm. like got him theoretically got him turned in and they there was like an award like a monetary award associated with that and he mm. never like got it and so he like came forward and like i think he sued or something like that they settled out of court but the reason why they didn't give him the money was because if if the tip led to an arrest or a conviction oh my oh, but god he but he killed himself, himself. yeah Ugh. so yeah it's 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 sad especially because like what happened like it very could be that that hair the smith killed her it's right. possible but it's it's you have to likely. show because there was no trial there was no like shadow of a doubt like the possibility mm-hmm. to look into it to prove anything otherwise so right. i don't know the other thing is like when when specifically the argument of the robbery gone wrong and thinking that might not have happened because the purse was left well that's the thing the robbery went wrong yeah so, so you're just gonna flee immediately yeah yeah so there's you sure. know yeah but you can look, the ho- there's a Hollywood Reporter article about it that's really good. It's very, very long. Okay. <laughs> God damn it, Whitney. We're done. Yeah. Follow us, rate us. Rate us on hotornot.com. On hotornot, always. Yep. And that's it. Okay, bye. Bye. Ugh.